NHL teammates for 13 seasons. Now back together as on-air teammates. You are listening to the Cass and Juice podcast. Hockey, life, and other stuff. Here are your hosts, Ryan Kessler and Kevin Bieksa. Episode 14, Cass and Juice. <laughs> I'm Juice. I'm laughing. Cass, <laughs> you're laughing. That was so funny. Uh, Because you just called me brah. <laughs> bruh. And I call What's you brah back. <laughs> how's, your, how's your week been, brah? Uh, it's, you know what? It's been rough. I've been sick. I've had the man cold and, and bronchitis, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the other side of it. I'm feeling better now that I get to see your ugly face and talk to you for an hour. Oh, that's all. That's all you've had all week. And you just fought through it. Cause you're a warrior. Well, obviously I've had, sir, I, I had a minor procedure too. So we're not going to talk about that though. Oh yeah. Don't you know there, eh? <laughs> Fuck, here we go. Here we go. Here we go with that terrible accent again. Oh fuck! Hey, juice. So Just let's fucking talk. up in Muskoka having a fucking Tim Ho's double double there, eh? That's that's not even a Canadian <laughs> accent. What is that? Oh, it's fucking one of those Canadian accents there, eh? It's fucking like a New Newfoundland French Livonia maple accent. glazed donut double double. Nothing better. Love a maple glazed donut right now. Better than a moose's ass there. <laughs> stretch run of the playoffs coming up Cass right? <laughs> I'd really prefer to talk about that but uh, and then also there's been some changes to the game at the GM meetings we'll talk a little bit about that the puck tracking the player tracking all all the stuff that you have your opinions on right? perfect I got my opinions you know I'm opinionated you are too that's why we love so much around the league hey newsflash 2007 Junior Ducks 12U AAA state champions. First state champion title they've ever won at this age group. Really? That's huge. Huge. Big win in Riverside. I think I've told you the San Jose team is coached by Owen Nolan, uh, Nabokov, and Curtis Brown. So you have over two, 2,000, no, like 2,500 games of NHL experience on their bench. So we, we beat them twice, and then we lost once to the Kings in the round robin. And then we who have Mark uh, Stewart, who's also another really good NHL player, Stanley Cup champ. But then we play the Kings in the finals, and team just buckles down, plays awesome, wins 3-2, state champions. And I'll tell you something real quick. Back in the beginning of the season, we played LA once, uh, our second, I think, game of the regular season. They beat us 9-0. 9-0, right? Like, kick the crap out of us. And you can imagine in minor hockey – Kids are all crying on the bench. Didn't want to go on the on the ice. Parents are like yelling over the stands, like into the bench at their kids, and like just as you can imagine, total chaos. Yeah, right. You've probably mm-hmm. experienced that. You've probably been that parent yelling. No, I was. I was the coach. We uh, same kind of thing. We we uh, we lost to a team early on, like seven nothing, and and we beat them later on in the season. Which, I mean, even a rival with you, I can't imagine how you guys were feeling after losing nine nothing against your rivals and then going and beating them in a game, the biggest game of the year. That's uh, that's pretty special, but yeah, like totally had to reinvent ourselves after and like just coach the heck out of these kids and give them like a structure and like teach them teach them the game, right? Like obviously you give them a little bit of freedom, but teach them like a structure that they can play within. And just a quick update: super proud of the kids. They're all super pumped, and now we just you know, on to spring hockey, right? Is Riker up spring hockey? Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, Riker, we have tryouts the end of March. So uh, spring hockey starts April 1st and, and we'll go to a couple tournaments and, and uh, practice a couple times a week and, and get ready for uh, a couple months off in the summer because I don't think hockey should be a year-round sport. And then we, uh, we uh, start off fall, like mid-August, I believe. Well, our guest this week, he also didn't play hockey year-round. He was a big soccer player back home. So we have Leon Dreisaitl coming up. We have awesome, awesome talk with him. And, and the dynamic's pretty fun because a guy that played probably every shift against him, uh, you, <laughs> every shift, every confrontation, I played a lot against him too. So it's, it's going to be an interesting dynamic between the three of us. More so you two, though. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> He's a great player, back-to-back 100-point seasons for the Edmonton Oilers, and, and he's having an, another great year. So it's, uh, it's going to be uh, good to pick his brain about the past and the present. Stretch run coming up. Probably the best hockey uh, of, of the season is right now when all the games kind of matter and mean something. What, uh, what, are, your, what are your thoughts right now? Uh, you know, you either love it or, or you hate it. Like the... Like the coaches usually say, the the uh, the real players show up at this time of the season, and, and uh, you know it's usually fun unless you you got teams like ours and the games mean nothing, or if you're so far out of playoffs like Detroit or LA that that the games mean nothing, and it's just you, you're you're playing them to play out, you know. Even if you're you're not having your best year statistically. If if you can put together like a good four weeks right now, like after trade deadline. I think that can salvage your whole season in the eyes of yourself and the coaching staff and, and your management, right? Like these are the games where when they pick you up in the summer or at the trade deadline or in free agency, this is when they want you usually, right? They want you to win the big important games down the stretch. A hundred percent divisional game, rivalry games. That's when, uh, that's when you look for your players to show up and, and especially down in the stretch run. If you can put together four weeks of, of solid hockey, then you're going to, if you're a free agent next year, you're going to set your, uh, yourself up good for next year. Do you remember uh, we won a couple president's trophies in Vancouver, uh, which is for the most points in the regular season? The one year, I think it was 20, probably the year we went to the finals, 2010, 2011, we won by a huge margin. Like we, we cruised the whole season. So the stretch run didn't really mean much to us, right? But we won mm-hmm. by like 14, 14 points. The following year, with like two weeks left in the season, it was it was really tight at the top, and we ended up. I think we won. Like we we didn't have a great record down the stretch, but we somehow squeaked out the President's Trophy. And remember, the losers in Vancouver writers were saying that we were the worst team to ever win the President's Trophy. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I remember. Uh... We weren't winning the right way, and and we were by far the worst team to ever win the President's Trophy, which is a pretty harsh statement. I mean, what would you rather not us not win the President's Trophy? And and (laughs) I just, it's it's a bizarre comment, but apparently they had room to back it up. That goes back to the conversation we had the one time with uh, was it with Gillis when we beat Ottawa, and he said uh, he called us in after, and he goes. Yeah, we didn't beat Ottawa by enough last night. And we're like, what? Yeah. It's a pretty good league. Like, we won the game. We're like, yeah, but you only beat Ottawa 3-2. We should be beating Ottawa, like, 5-1. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Like, you're trying to win every game, but the other the funny thing is the other team's trying to win it, too. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good league, and, and there's a lot of parity. So, 
you're not going to blow teams out. I mean, I think that's why he, he had the meeting because the year before we'd go into the third period winning two one and then the other team would press and we'd capitalize on our scoring chances and the next year didn't happen that way. It's it's different from year to year, you know that. It was power play too. We would we would be in all these tight, tight games in the third period, two two one, three two game, and then we get a power play and we had the number one power play in the league that year. You had you had forty one goals or whatever and uh we would score. We'd always score you see so much now you see that power play with like 10 minutes left eight minutes left when a team's up 2-1 and they go out there and they're so casual and complacent and they have a fucking terrible power play where they can't even get zone entry the other team keeps shooting it down the ice they have no flow and then they come out of that power play with no momentum and they play the rest of the game on their heels well the year that we were really really good we we had that killer instinct so when we had that power play with like eight minutes left we, we scored most times to make it 3-1 and kind of put the game out of play. And then when they would pull the goalie, we just had all these rats like you and Burr that just couldn't wait to score an empty net goal. Like, guys would fight over the empty net goals. but And then we went 4-1, right? And then it looks like a blowout. Yannick Hansen and, and Burroughs were the king of empty net goals. And David Booth. Those, those three guys would skate so hard down the ice just to get an empty netter. But, uh, yeah, talking about power play, there's only a few teams in the league that have potent power plays that you're actually scared of to take a penalty. And I think that's what we had that year. And teams were scared to take penalties against us. And, and that allowed us to give us extra space on the ice. And, and when they did take penalties against us, we made them pay, especially late in games when we had, like you said, the killer instinct. So down the stretch right now, a couple interesting teams that look like they're lined up to play each other. It's in Calgary. Like, we love talking about this rivalry. If these guys play in the playoffs together, that's going to be just a war of a series. Oh, I, uh, I hope they do. It's going to be good for the league, good for the, good for the province of Alberta. And, uh, you know, it looks like they're going to play them. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think Edmonton would easily win that series. No, easily. You, easily. You, but you hate Calgary, though. That's the problem. Them. Like, are you, but think about it. And do you think they're actually going to easily win the series or you just hate Calgary so much? You want to say that? How, how, how are you? Okay. Let's put it this way. How are you going to have a matchup for, for dry and McDavid? Goudreau. <laughs> Goudreau's I mean, going to shut down McDavid. Monaghan's going to shut down. Good American kid. But do you think he, uh, he wins a, a series for you? That's the thing. You don't have you don't have the horses to play against that line at all. And then if they split that line up, you don't have the horses to match up individually either. Exactly. So they need to rely on power play, which do you think they have a power play? And then you got Edmonton's power play. Do you think you have the PK to defend a 30% success rate? Well, big save Dave, maybe, if he gets hot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, big save Dave. But he has to get hot. So there's a lot of with every series there's a lot of shit that goes into it you got to stay healthy you gotta you gotta play your best and and special teams are huge and goaltending is probably the biggest let's uh let's jump over to the other side and i've never really asked you much about the leafs you live in the east uh, eastern time zone so maybe you watch more games than i do what's your opinion on that team because that's obviously the team that canada likes to debate the most there for them to get out you know, into the conference finals, they have to go through most likely Boston and Tampa. Like, what are their mm-hmm. chances? What do you think of their team? I don't think they have a good chance at all to go far in playoffs. I think they're kind of in the situation Edmonton's in, 
or Edmonton was in two years ago when uh, Leon and McDavid um, signed those big contracts. I think those three guys are, I, I don't want to say overpaid, but they're paid to the max. And a few years from now, when the cap goes up and players are making more, they might, they'll give cap relief to bring in players that will support their cast more, but I don't think they have the players to support them right now. I think they're a good skilled team, but who, who knows? I mean, you're not going to get by Boston. You're not going to get by Tampa. Marner Matthews and uh, Tavares. Say with Nylander, he makes like seven mil too, right? With those four guys, uh, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, those guys make huge dollars. Um, I don't know the exact percentage of the salary cap, but they're kind of like in the in the same boat Edmonton was. So when you when you have those four guys making as much, maybe a few years down the road is when the cap's higher and and their cap hits a little less than percentage wise, then you can bring in a supporting cast to to help them in these playoff runs because it's all about how deep you are and, and your best players need to be your best players. But if your best players are your best players and you don't have a deep supporting cast, then you're not going to go far in playoffs. So you don't like their depth and they've had some pretty bad injuries in key positions, right? With Riley's coming back, uh, you know, with uh, on the, on defense, Muzzin, mm-hmm. Muzzin go like he, he's such a big part to their team because they are a, a skilled you know, puck possession team and they, they bring in Kyle Clifford for a little bit of grit. So the thing is they're, they're they realize what they're deficient in. They realize they're not a great yeah. playoff team, but the problem is they bring these guys in and they plug them in to their system. That doesn't change. Their system hasn't changed. They just plugged in a couple gritty guys into these spots and hope that that will fill the void, but their system and if you watch the way they play, which I have a little bit more lately, they're all about puck possession. So what that means is when they're winning 2-1 in the third or 3-2, they get the puck cast on a breakout. And the winger, instead of like taking a couple hard steps and chipping the puck out just to get out of your zone, he brings it back and goes behind his net. And like three times out of 10, turns the puck over. And then they're playing in their zone. So they just don't play a style that is conducive to winning in the playoffs or in important games. So that, that, in my opinion, that's the problem. You got a guy like Clifford, he'll play the right way, but the rest of the, the wingers are bringing the puck back into the zone all the time. And they just won't take hits to make a play. They won't block shots. Like the shit that you need to win. A hundred percent. Your, your best players need to play the right way. And I've talked about this before about having players that play a full 200 foot game and play the right way. If, if you don't play the right way, how do you expect your third and fourth line guys to, to do it if your top two lines aren't doing it, especially in, in a tight situation game and in a playoff run where, where every little play matters and even a, uh, a chip out of the zone just to relieve pressure and maybe get some fresh legs on the ice rather than taking it behind your net and, and getting hemmed in. That's, that's a huge turning point possibly in a playoff series. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they can even get out of the first round in the playoffs. But uh, as a viewer, We'll be able to see some of these changes to the NHL uh, firsthand with the puck tracking and the player tracking that they want to introduce. We don't know exactly the details of the player tracking, but uh, it's probably stuff that you've, you and I have both been in meetings about with the uh, NHLPA over the last couple of years. At speed of the player, uh, you know, miles skated on the ice, um, you know, all the little details that, well, I mean, how do you feel about it? I know how you feel about it. Tell the people how you feel about it. 
you look at it three ways. One, the league side, one, the fan side, one, the player side. League, obviously, they love it. They think it's going to bring in revenue. Um, they think more people are going to come to or watch games on TV. It will, it will be a better experience on TV because hockey is considered a live sport, which by that I mean it's better in person than it is on TV because it's hard to track the puck. Fan side, they probably love it too. Uh, get to see how fast your favorite player is skating, how 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 long your 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 a certain player on a team skated the distance wise um, with the puck, how fast the puck's moving, how fast was that was that shot that went in the net, things of that. From a player standpoint, I don't love it. I mean, I I don't know a ton about it, but I look at it as you're exposed. You know, contract negotiation. Yeah. You expose yourself to the negative um, data that, you know, yeah, it might be certain times it might be, you might be able to use it as a positive, but most of the time the GMs are going to use it as a negative. And um, I don't know if they agreed to it or not. They obviously had to if they're using it in a playoff series, but, you know, I'm not a big fan of it and, and I'm not sure how the PA would agree to that. Um, your thoughts? Well, like it's, it's a, it's a bargaining chip. I think like, I don't know why they're introducing it now in the playoffs. I think this is something that you bargain with over the summer and it's, it's give and take. So if the players are going to expose themselves personally in contract negotiations by having their, their, their shot tracked, their speed tracked, all that stuff. And you made a good point. We were talking before, like, so say like you're clocked right now skating in a game and then in five years you're clocked skating three miles an hour slower. You're telling me GMs aren't going to use that when they're negotiating with your agent and say, 100%. this guy's lost a step. Like before they would be like, he's lost a half a step and it could be debated. But now like they have actual data to say it's proven that he's lost a step. So if that's the, if that's what the case and they're, and they want to enhance the, 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 the product for the viewers then what are the players getting in exchange? Are the players getting a share of you know hockey related revenue? Are they getting more of an increase there? Obviously not. No, it's fifty fifty. The players, well, it's not fifty fifty, right? But the players, no, it's not. Players pay for their own health care, their own pension, buyouts, and playoff bonuses. That's all out of the player's share. Tell me any other company that pays for escrow, that. escrow too, and then escrow. Anyways, that's a that's a whole new other show. But uh, I just I just don't understand how the NHLPA can agree to this at this time of the season when there's nothing coming back the other way for the players. So that's the confusing part for me. Yeah, maybe it enhances the uh, the game for the viewers and maybe it'll bring in more a little bit more revenue in the playoffs for more viewers, but I, I don't know. That's the way I kind of feel. Yeah, at the most important time of the year too. And introducing a new puck. That's that's what I seem weird is you're gonna you're gonna change the puck they use and they say it's the the same um, feel and everything and that it's been tested but to test it in an NHL game it hasn't been yet so um, to bring it in in a playoff setting I'm not I'm not huge about it. The whole point is they're trying to make it they're trying to be innovative right and they're trying to appeal to yeah. Generation Z and the millennials and everything and try to you know grab that market. Try to grow, grow with, you know, grow with the world. But, I mean, there's there's still a traditional element to the game that a lot of people like. So, like, it's a, it's a tough debate. Some people want to see these changes, right? They want the game to change yeah. a little bit. 
but you they also heated heated blades a couple of years ago too we see how that how far that went yeah that's they're always trying these funny little things what's uh without putting you on the spot what's one change if you could make a change implement it tomorrow in the game what's one change that you would make uh like, like i'm curious to hear what the hell is going to come out of your mouth right now well there's different if i'm a goalie I'd want to take away the trapezoid because if I'm good at playing the puck, why, why are you going to take that skill away from me? Yeah. Like Marty Turco, um, Smitty, Mike Smith, Pekka, um, Pekka Rene Bishop. You're, you're limiting his space on the ice to be able to do his job and use his and make money, know, make money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, it's hard for checking uh, a goalie when he's that good. And uh, I don't like that at all. And for a centerman, I don't like these new face-off rules. I, I, I don't like choosing to go you're, down, you like choosing to cheat which on way. Face-offs. That's was that was your thing. Put your fucking no because your head it, in the middle. You put your head there so the other guy can't get in. You headbutt him and you crowd the circle. <laughs> right? Isn't that? I'm it? not. I'm not even talking about that. But yeah, I do crowd this circle. But what I'm saying is, is to be able to choose which side you get to take a face-off from. For me, if I'm a centerman, I have to practice both sides. And I was good from both sides. And, and there's a lot of centermen that are good from both sides of, of the ice taking a draw. And I just feel like you're limiting that. If I only have to take a draw on my backhand, what am I, then I, I don't have to worry about my forehand at all. So that's another thing. But over, the, the puck over the glass thing, don't like that either. I changed no? that. Really? You don't like? No. You don't think that's no. should be a penalty? I don't know. I think it should be. I think it should be um, based on the ref referees. I, I think if if he thinks it's on purpose, then yeah. But if if he thinks, you know what, you know, it was uh, it was too close to call, then he should be able to wave it off. I think the mascot should be the e bug. <laughs> That's the one change I'd like to see uh, implemented right away. If two goals, you know, it's funny is I just realized what e bug stood for. I was like <laughs> e bug, and then I was like emergency backup goalie. Got it, e bug. Can you imagine <laughs> if 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 uh, Colton the bear had or Carlton the bear had to go in when the for the for the <laughs> that's it. That's selling the game right there. That's bringing in revenue that from people that don't normally watch. That's my big change to the game. Mask, well, whole mascot. What would the Red Wings do? What would the Red Wings do? They have that. They got an octopus that hangs from the ceiling. Would they just drop it in front of the net? No one would be able to score on them. No, they they would have to implement. They'd have to have a functional mascot for emergency backup situations, and he'd have to be at least you'd be have to be under forty five years old, like and have certain skill sets. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> This is just such a stupid conversation, but that would be that would be entertaining, though. How about you? What would you change, other than your stupid e bug e bug? I don't like the format. I don't like the format that they have for um, playoffs now. I know, like the the intent of it was to make it like similar to football, where you build your team based on your division. Because for for you to get to the conference finals now, you have to go through your division. So not necessarily though. Well, unless there's a wild card case, right? But for the most part, you're going through your division, right? I don't like that. I like the old days when it was take the top eight teams from the Western conference, top eight teams. If they're, if there's five from the central, uh, then Mm -hmm. so be it. 
right? Or six, you know, six in the central. So be it. And I think, and the same thing in the East. So you have the top eight teams and you have to get out of the East or the West and then you play the two winners. And I like that, that old format better. I don't care so much about the, those kind of rivalries. Like I'd like to see just the best teams make it personally. Yeah. I'd like the new format. And I want the mascot. So we disagree. And I want the mascot. Yeah. You're stuck on stupid today. You know that? (laughs) (laughs) You could be right. For the first time, you could be right. But uh, we have Leon Dreisaitl coming up. So he's going to straighten us out. But this guy is uh, on a tear right now. And you guys have some good good didn't you tell me earlier that he's he's starting his own cologne line yeah well rumor is rumor is on twitter that he's starting his own cologne line and but he he'll assure us that he already smells fine so we'll get to the bottom of that smells wonderful okay let's go talk to him old spite let's go yeah let's do it you're listening to the Cass and juice podcast next guest is the third overall draft pick back in 2014 of the edmonton oilers he currently leads NHL forwards in ice time, 22-37. That's 35 seconds more than number two, Eichel. He also leads the NHL with 108 points, which is 13 more than number two, which is equally impressive. He's got 43 goals and counting. He's from Cologne, Germany. He doesn't have a Cologne mine. <laughs> His name is Leon Dreisaitl. Dry, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. So, so to clear the record, you do not have a cologne I mine not, back home. I, no, I do not have my own cologne back home. I'm from Cologne. Uh, <laughs> but what, do, you, do you smell good at least? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I do. Like, I've, I've had that compliment a few times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everything going lately? We saw the other night you had a big night. I think every time somebody commits to talking to Kess and I, they have Obviously. a big night. It's a big night in, a good in, sign. in the coming week. Yeah, especially if you're an Edmonton Oiler. So how's it been going lately? It's been a good season for you, obviously. Yeah, it's been good. Um, obviously, uh, first night was was fun. We had a good th- third period there. And last night, we grinded one out. wasn't pretty. <laughs> Goalie was standing on his head a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's two, two big wins for us, for sure. So Kess likes to focus on uh, ice time a lot because he played big minutes as a forward. You're playing oh, enormous minutes. So much harder than a D-man. Oh, playing, yeah, playing minutes oh. as a centerman is so much harder than oh, playing my God. 23 minutes as a D-man. You get to stand at the point. And you're like, Fuck, hey, give me the puck. Give me the puck. You guys stand there in the face-off circle. You fucking hit sticks for a little bit, and then you chase each other around and slash and cross out. Like, how hard is that? Okay. Whoa. <laughs> If you take face-offs against Kess, they're right in, in your nuts. So, <laughs> that's, if if you win one out of the twenty-seven, you take against them. Hey, I just know how fast you are, so I had to like, I had to slow you down somehow. No, no, that's ni- like, that's ninety-seven. Was- <laughs> that's ninety-seven. So, so, so how's how are the minutes though on the body? Like, you're at the end of the season almost. You've been playing uh, big minutes. How do, how do you how do you feel? Yeah, I, I feel good. Um, you know, obviously, you guys know that we got. Um, you know, a lot of recovery stuff, all that kind of stuff going. So, um, feel good. Obviously some nights you feel better than others, but, um, you know, I do have to say with the ice time, I think with, with us, a lot of it goes into the power play too, because we usually stay out there for a little longer than, than most guys. So, uh, <laughs> and obviously power playing power play isn't the most, uh, most taxing. So, 
uh, I think that plays into it a little bit. Do you guys even have a second unit or no? Uh, yeah. Like, you know how most teams put like first, second unit on the board? You guys just put first unit and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do have a second I would, unit. They get, they shit, get the, the last power one. play is like over 30%. And it's it, there's like no, four teams in the history that have a power play over 30% su- success rate. It's crazy. Yeah, our power play has been pretty, pretty good. It won us the game last night too, so... I, I really like that play you guys do. You did it last year. It's hard to defend where you kind of give your backhand to McDavid and then you fire it home. That's yeah, I that's know. Like, we, we I, I feel like that that's a new year, play, yeah. kind of like like the you know the Sedine tip. Yeah, how yeah. how uh, they used to do it back in the day. I feel like that's like the new version of the Sedine tip. I, I, yeah, I saw I saw a few other teams try that too. Now I've been trying it. We've been trying it forever, and I just could never score on it. I would always whiff on the shot or I could never like put it past the goalie so i was getting a little nervous that someone else would score on it before i would so <laughs> yeah. so what's uh, the theory what's the theory on it though like if you give him your backhand you can just catch well, and release I, I, it yeah like i just i just find if i especially because we a lot of it goes through connor's side and i'm i'm a lefty like i'm kind of useless in the slot if i'm just standing there because i like i don't have the time to receive a puck turn around and shoot it so Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of fake it that I'm not in the play really, and then he's yeah. gonna yeah. give it to me quick, and I turn around and shoot it. So it's kind of like I'm giving out all the scoops here. So we're never gonna this is never gonna work <laughs> again. Well, you know what? I, like how if you want to talk about how to defend it, it's got to be like shared help from the the forward in the slot and the D, and then somebody else. Yeah, is open. but so if they but, Teams, teams have tried that before when they the the weak side forward gets under my stick, but then Connor finds that high seam to the other forward coming down, and then then he's just skating down down the middle and shoots it. So I think it's hard to defend. I like it. It is very hard to defend. I like it. You guys, it, it worked against Nashville Monday yeah, night. It yeah. was tough. I was flipping back and forth between the Bachelor and uh, and, <laughs> oh, the, and the game. There we, <laughs> there we go. And uh, I saw like three out of the, the five goals you guys scored in the third, and and uh, that was one of them, I believe. So you you mentioned Connor there. So this is a question I wanted to ask you. Do you are you one of those guys that you like playing with the same line mates every shift? Or are you a guy that just doesn't really care that much, wants to get out there as much as the coach can put you out there? You know what? Like I I don't really care. Like I, I feel like I've been so. Or like we've been so used to switching up all the time, especially with Connor and I. Um, you know, just like the last couple of years, we've been just always going back and forth with, you know, playing together, playing apart, whatever it is. So I'm just kind of used to just try and go out and, you know, make plays. I don't know. It's just kind of whatever. Like Kess, Kess used to complain if he wasn't on the ice with Silverberg and Cogs. Like uh, not really. Uh, you you guys, bitch and complain, and you well, guys, I don't want to play with no. Perry. Nobody wanted to play with Perry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like playing shorthanded the whole game. They're like, oh, I don't want to be on the ice with Perry until you get in the old zone. Yeah, exactly. Um, quick question: You're German, obviously. How's your your sewer ball game? Because I heard you're not very good for German. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Cass told you that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody claims to be the best sewer ball player on your team, and he's Canadian and he's bald. Okay, I know who that is. 
Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd Christmas. Yes. So <laughs> no, like, tell me that's a, that's false. Tell me it's I'm, a lie. I, yeah, it's a lie. I'm the best Super Bowl player on our team, hands down. The Swedes are good, we, but, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're aggressive, probably. Like for most people that are listening, that they don't if they don't know what Sewer Ball is, it's it's the two touch soccer game that probably every team in the NHL plays before yeah. the game to warm up, and it it gets competitive. There's fights, there's arguments, there's like ranking systems, yeah. and obviously the Germans are we, at the top of the world for for soccer, yeah, for football, and we brought in the Olympics too, which is the final game before everyone leaves. So on our team we have the Olympics, and that's the one that matters the most. <laughs> Is that two two uh, burns in your own? No, no. We just play one round, but that's when it gets really competitive. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? I, I looked for. Did it. you guys play? Oh, we, we played all the yeah. every, every year. The Sedins kind of started in a van, but then in in Anaheim we played soccer tennis too. We had like a designated oh, yeah, room yeah, before the game, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it would fun. get so so many arguments. But we would look for. I'm like, I'm going to get to this game early so I can get ready for soccer tennis. Before. <laughs> Like it was, it was a big part of the warm up. But anyways, back to uh, back to hockey. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to your Memorial Cup Finals because just uh, reading a little bit about that, you were the MVP of the tournament, and you guys lost in overtime. That doesn't happen too often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. How was that experience? Yeah, it was. I mean, the tournament itself was amazing. It was great. Um, we had a really good team, but obviously, you know, losing. 2-1 in overtime, you know, that obviously, that stings, still still does. It's almost like, you guys probably know, it's almost like sometimes you, you'd rather lose 7 nothing, get shit kicked, than, you know, losing this tight in overtime. So, um, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it, it was tough. But we had a good team. It was a good run. Uh, it was a lot of fun, yeah. So the playoff series against us, you guys, uh, back in 2017, you guys beat us the first two games yeah. and then uh you know we beat you at home the next two and yeah. then game five you guys were up with three nothing and we won in overtime and i, I, I knew you guys were gonna bring this one up <laughs> well i just I, I i knew i have a vivid memory of of you standing by the bench just staring at us yeah. celebrate and i i was always i've always wondered what what was going through your head because i know the way you played the next game unstoppable and he hated you well, he hated you Cass I just well, I don't know like who I, doesn't I, I, I honestly like I think like without throwing anyone under the bus here but I think our team at the time like we were so young and you guys were so experienced you know it was kind of like it was such a shock it, like at the moment I just couldn't believe it like there's three minutes left and we couldn't figure out a way to to bring like to play down three minutes like that was mind blowing to me yeah. in, in the moment. But but in those three minutes, you you just like they seem so long and like you get scored on and you panic a little bit, you know. Especially mm -hmm. it's your first playoff run, like you're in the second yeah. round, like you're excited, everything. But at the same time, like that's where it shows you experience does bring a lot, right? Like we were a young group, mm -hmm. like and we just couldn't like. I don't know. I, I can't even remember what I was thinking, but probably not much. I was just, uh, uh, yeah, it was sad. Well, you but, responded, right? The, the yeah, next you game responded. In, in Edmonton was a shit kicking. Right? Yeah. So yeah. You had a hat trick. Yeah. I mean, and then we all know the way. Well, 
but that saying that is, you know, this year for playoffs looks like you guys are going to make it. You guys have that experience now. Yeah, you got exactly. A good team. So like it, it, it helps, you know, obviously you hate going through it, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to help us, you know, in the long run, it was, it was probably good, but, um, in the moment it's, it's pretty hard to believe, especially like that, that it's not like that scenario happens, you know, every playoff game, you know, like that, that was exactly it, even in the history of the playoffs in the NHL. I think that's pretty special. Like what you guys, or that, like that was yeah. pretty, that's considered pretty, pretty crazy. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a fun series for sure. It was it was, it was, it was one needed. of those things where like people don't understand like how momentum shifts like in, yeah. a, in a game, and then it's, when you go into the playoffs, it's like amplified, right? Like when you yeah when you got the momentum, you feel like you're on top of the world, and then boom, one play, one penalty, which is it's crazy. It's actually crazy, and it's again like you know like for me being in the playoffs the first time like. I, I, I had no idea how big these plays are, you know? It's like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like, even or even from game to game, like, we go into, into Anaheim, we, we win both games. I'm like, oh, my God, we can sweep these guys at home. Like, you know, Rogers plays is buzzing. Like, uh, the whole yeah. city is crazy. Like, and then you lose a game at home, and all of a sudden it's 2-1. You lose the second one, it's 2-2. Two, two. You, start, you start from zero, you know? It's, yeah, yeah it's... Yeah. Yeah, like you said, the momentum swings are, are crazy. Well, that's that's part of like growing in leadership and leadership. And now, like you guys going to the playoffs this year, like still pretty young team, but like you have that leadership now, like yeah. Connor does, you know, Cass, uh, Smitty's been probably pretty good for oh, you yeah. since he's Great. like 50, yeah. 50 years old or whatever he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that the leadership group pretty much on your team? Yeah. And yeah. You guys, you guys ne- Neeler, Neeler is obviously uh, uh a yeah. lot <laughs> but, but uh no i yeah we have a good group and and like you said i mean we have that experience now um you know hopefully over the next couple of weeks we can lock it down and um yeah see what happens then give us your quick thought on the uh because you guys are looking like you're lining up with Calgary in the playoffs. That's been the best rivalry to watch all season long. You've, you've been right in the middle of it. Cass has been right in the middle of it. We've had David Riddick on. He's been in the middle of it to Chuck. What's your take? Like, are you enjoying? Like, when you play them, are you like, fucking right, so we got Edmonton, or uh, we got Calgary. Yeah, today. I, uh, I, yeah I mean, those games are always fun, right? Like, I'm, I'm excited for the last game of the year in Calgary because I feel like I have a feeling it's like – it's going to come down to that <laughs> that one game of positioning who's playing who so it'll be fun but yeah it, it would definitely it would definitely be a lot of fun playing against them but i think you know in the playoffs like you know i thought our rivalry with you guys was always pretty good every game was always heated and then we played you guys in the playoffs and you know it was it was it was fun it was great so yeah i think it'll it'll be good we'll see like that's that's the games when you when you don't play anymore and you retire that's the shit you miss yeah. cast. like don't you agree yeah. like those big like for us we had chicago earlier in our career yeah. huge battle we had calgary we had you guys later in our career that's the shit you miss yeah, the games that really bet, mean yeah. something in our, he, yeah. yeah you get so like sure, your adrenaline just takes over like you're not like i couldn't believe it like at the, the end of the year in 2017 like 
I, I started getting tired like in regular season, but then as soon as the playoffs started, like I didn't even feel tired. Like I, like game yeah. seven in the second round, like I, I didn't even feel anything. I just, I, I could just go and go forever. Yeah. Was, you got all the adrenaline. adrenaline yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the nervous, excited energy that you have yeah. that, that, uh, you skate forever and you don't feel like you get tired. I mean, I, I'm sure it's those different are the fun once games. you, once you, you know, go further than that, I'm sure you, you get tired a little bit, but it's different you when you turn 30. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Well, you, let's, got a, uh, you got a long way before that though. So like you're a, you're a tough guy to find personal info on, right? You're a pretty guarded guy. So I think what's probably common knowledge is, is your dad, but like, how, how was your upbringing? Like your dad played in the Olympics in 98 in Nagano. W- were you there? Did yeah. you watch? Like what's no. kind of, what's your upbringing? Nobody knows. You're like the James Bond of hockey. Like no one knows anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> Other than you look like me. Double upset. Yeah. We look like, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Pretty simple. I mean, Obviously, grew up in Germany, started playing because of my dad. Um, when I was eight years old, I quit hockey for a year, played soccer for a year. Um, that's something that people uh, probably don't know. Um, nice. So, yeah, um, just grew up in Germany, played 16, got drafted to the WHL. Um Went, played there for two years, then obviously got drafted to the NHL. So it was pretty standard, to be honest with you. Like, uh, like I, I'm a pretty boring guy, I would say, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm pretty, like, normal, so nothing nothing crazy. Were you in Nagano, though, for the Olympics? No, no, I was not, no. I was at home. Okay. That must have been pretty cool, though, having your dad... Yeah, Kess and my dads were just a bunch of gangbangers. Right, <laughs> yeah, my dad, my dad was definitely a gangbanger. You're right. <laughs> Hell's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, like like you said, there's maybe you call it boring, but there's just not a whole lot out there about you. Like, yeah. like Kess is obviously a pretty flamboyant guy, and everyone knows his his story and his past. Oh yeah, yeah, everybody knows my past. You're you're a quiet guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just try to focus on on my job as much as I can, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, you're doing a good job of it. Hundred points, back to back years. Um, you know, no one. I don't think people get how hard it is to to get a point a game, rather than you're almost averaging two points a game, which is which is pretty impressive. Um, and you have a team friendly contract now. I bet you thought you'd never, never, yeah, never yeah. those words when you signed that, that deal, you'd be like, that, oh, yeah, I'm sad. The opinions were different back then when I signed that deal. Right? A hundred percent. I remember the opinions and, and now people are looking at it like you still got what, five years five left? Five years, yeah, after this one, yeah. And you know, players are making twelve mil and you know, yeah, you're, but you're you uh, know how it is. Cup. Like if Next, oh, I next know. year, 100%. if I get 65 points, everyone's like, oh, this guy's so overpaid. <laughs> like, that's, that's just how it Buy out. It is. Yeah, buy, buy out. Buy him out. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Yeah. yeah. Buy him out. And then, you f- and then you fake a hip injury and you go in the long-term IR, yeah. right? I, I love how he's like, <laughs> 65 points and people want to buy me out. Oh, sh- 
I think I had eight points last year, Leon. <laughs> what's uh, what's it like? Last question. What's it like playing for Tip? I had him and the World Championships. Actually, the same World Championships you were in in uh, Minsk, Belarus. He, oh, was, you were there? he was the head coach. I don't, I don't remember that. But we we're on the other bracket. We we're on the other bracket, though. So we never oh, played okay. you guys. Right. You guys were in the other rank with uh, Captain Russia. Canada. You're talking to. He was the captain. <laughs> captain Canada. <laughs> Spengler we probably would have shook hands before the game if we Spengler played. Spengler Cub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spengler uh, Cub. No, too, he's too. but um, how's Tippin for you? Yeah, he's been great. Um, you know, I think he brought in a real, um, you know, way of you know teaching us how to play the right way and like learning how to win games and um, and not that the coaches before didn't do that, but. He's just done a great job with everything. You know, he, he really is able to get the most out of, you know, guys on our third, fourth line. You know, those guys, they do a lot for us. You know, that's something that we've always kind of missed. So um, those guys, they have, they play huge roles in, in, in our success. So, um, yeah, he's done a great job with that. Cass, I don't think he was, I don't think he was that boring. I don't know why he would call himself boring. It's a pretty uh, entertaining interview. Yeah. I'm, you want to be my said two words to me on the ice, but like, <laughs> fuck, he seems like a pretty good guy. I would have definitely stuck you at least half the amount of times. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got the I got the grumpy face on on the ice all the time. <laughs> I can't, I can't, yeah, but I can't imagine what it's like to play again. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I played against Kess for one year, but for a guy who doesn't know him, like you must yeah, fucking hate Kess. Yeah, it's like on the ice. It's not fun, and you know he he probably loves hearing this, and probably probably heard <laughs> heard a lot of it over your career. But it's not fun. Like I don't need to beat around the bush here. It's uh, it was very. It, it was hard. It was it was hard. Yeah, for sure. Um. It's the only way I know yeah, how. Like you take, uh, you I apologize take, for everything. No, no, I'm a no, good guy no, off no, the ice, I, no, no, hey, but on the ice, all, it's that's the only way trying, I know how to be all, successful. Exactly, we're all trying to win. So, yeah, you take 25 faceoffs against them, you lose the first <laughs> first 17, you win a lucky one, you're one in 17, and you have a stick right up your crotch, and you're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like. <laughs> Can't even. Can't I don't even think you were ever one in seventeen. I, I I remember not being able to win a draw against you, and then I've had I've had a couple good games no, against you, but you got I, a really strong stick, man. You, you're you're good I, I at what you do. You play a, a full two hundred foot game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it was fun. It was fun playing against you. Oh, sometimes it was fun. <laughs> it was fun <laughs> you guys done fluffing each other or what? No, you're the best. No, you're the best. Oh, here we go. Man, uh, I love comes playing against the party, eh? Uh, I love, love playing, playing against, against my look. That's who you love yeah, playing I against. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks, thanks for joining us. No, uh, yeah. yeah, appreciate it, pal. Good luck the rest of the season and uh, in the playoffs. Yep, thank you, guys. So that's that, Kess. Uh, another one in the bank. Uh, please, kessandjuice.com. Go and subscribe and commit to us because we like we said we've committed to you uh twitter is, have we though have we i don't know i think we're doing a pretty good job i do what do you think of our twitter entertaining i think i, I, I yeah i think our twitter game is strong 
<laughs> Ryan underscore Kessler, uh, KBXO3, Kess and Juice. Uh, special thanks to Leon Dreisaitl. That's all you, Kess. I'm going to give you the credit for getting him on. That was a big one. Good job. We'll, th- we'll thank Col- Corbidian Holzer, too. D-man on the Nashville Predators. Hasn't played a game yet, but but uh, great guy, and I hope he gets in soon. He hasn't been in their lineup since he got traded? No, I talked to him the other day. He hasn't been in yet. One of the best dressing room guys out there, though, right? Probably the best. Do you remember his yeah. German song that he would sing all the time, and we would we would all clap along with him? Yeah, and, and English version, it was... It was when we were on our big losing streak. We fly a lot. It's his so- we drink it's, a lot. It's the soccer team of his and hometown. We are losing every, every game. game. Ole, ole. Ole. But it was all in German. Yeah. And he would just yell it out, and we all loved it. And we it knew ex- we knew exactly what he was talking about, even though we didn't understand it in German. But it's it's that's that's him in a nutshell, right? That's hilarious. Yeah. It was that long road trip when we were. Uh, <laughs> When we lost every game, it was the Tampa road trip. We played, uh, we went northern swing and then we fought, finished in uh, Florida, I believe. And we had our rookie party down there, and that's when the song came out. So, shout out to Holsey. He's so entertaining. We got to get him on. He'll be yeah, good, too. Good dude. But, anyways, good episode. Thanks to Dry Talk to you next week.